Hello, everybody. I'm here at the MC. Uh, my new album, The Eighth Letter, just came out, and this is my album analysis. And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. We got another album analysis here, and we have our good friend Hero the MC, who just dropped his brand new project, as you heard, called The Eighth Letter. So excited to dive into it with him today. Hero, what's going on, man? Dude, it's a good-ass day to be alive. It really is, isn't it? It is, it is, it is. Oh, it's great to see you, man. Well, or see you over uh, over yep. uh, Zoom, yep, yep, of course. Yep. Very different than we did the last one. Hero, the MC, of course. Actually, all all the album analysis that are actually going to be coming out uh, are all uh, Turntable Teachers alumni of the uh, of the podcast, if you will. So we got plenty more That's coming. Cool. There's already uh, Cameron Iandolo and Washi are already out now. So make sure you guys go check those out for their projects. And uh, yeah, we got Hero, the MC, today with with the eighth letter. Uh, you know, you so you you've been working on this project for a while. I've actually been. I've had it for over a month, I think. You sent it to me a while ago, and I've and I was we've been going back and forth about this project for quite a bit. I was telling you uh, just how impressed I was, and just want to obviously congratulate you on what I think is your best body of work to date. Uh, and you dropped a plethora of singles from this project. You had the, the weight, then you had none, followed by Mind State with uh, with the Chemic, and then yeah, and then here came the album. Wanted to live good, so I started living great. Wanted a full stomach, so I had to fill the plate, hoping I get to see my homies at the heaven gates. But the fiends in my city, man, they never correlate. Got dreams bigger than B.I.G. had, but I'm not playing. Just saying, need a bed. Never said if I was meditated in the lab, press play and relax. But the record's gonna smash. You know, so talk to me a little bit about uh, you know the process of, of creating this one. Um, you know, and, and really just where were you? Where were you at? Like, what were you trying to accomplish with with this project? Um, I think with this, this album was never supposed to come out and, um, this, this album was never an album until I really sat down and stopped giving a shit about what everybody else thought and really what, what I wanted to make. And, um, I had this album started in March and I recorded most of it between March and May of this year. Um, and then I made the wait and I wanted that to be the first single. Um, keep in mind at the time I had no idea what the album was going to be called. Um, but I put out the weight and then I, and then I went to work on the next single and I just realized that this album, I was just told by many people that this body of work I had wasn't good enough and it wasn't going anywhere. So I was recommended by people that these are the singles I should lead with and I should scrap the other ones. And, um, at that point earlier this year, I was, I was kind of obsessed with with making it and and being big and getting my shit out there but i i sat down with myself at the in the middle of september and i just and i just woke up one day and i was just like i don't give a shit like i got i got 15 tracks that i know are fucking good enough and i'm putting them out and i don't care who the fuck i don't give a shit um the eighth letter to me is a big reference to rock him and an even bigger reference to guru and this is the only project I've ever put out that was made directly for me. And and I'm so proud of that because I didn't have to worry about what anybody else thinks. I encourage the crazy amount of streams I've got and the crazy amount of love I've got from this project. Um, it's I'm just thankful for everything. Man, yeah, like I, I've this is for me, list from like hearing your music for the last 
I'd say almost year and a half. I, I agree. I think this is your, this is you. I think this is your best body of work. It's still, and, and for me, what I was so great to see, I think you, there's such growth. If you check out your last two projects to this one. And for me personally, like there were certain parts of this, of this, um, of this album where, you know, you're still rooted in that boom bap sound that you love and you're, and you're, you know, you pay homage to, like you said, with Guru, Rakim. I mean, the list goes on of, you know, great old school boom bap artists, um, hip hop artists. And for you, I felt like you even brought in production and um, just that you hadn't before. Like some of these tracks were a little bit more soulful and jazz sounding. And then you even had a lot of uh, songs that had a lot of, you know, vocal samples in them. And there was just a lot. And then you even uh, had a bit different delivery too on some of this, some of these songs with your cadence. So like just even just the opening track, yeah. uh, re uh, Reminisce One, like, have you? I've never heard you spit a verse like that, or spit a song like that. Just the the, the and it was so heartfelt to hear, and I, I thought that was such a good thing that you really gave a lot of variety on this one. Not only is this your best work, I think it's your most, uh, it, it's the most versatile album you've created. Now I reminisce how you sunk to the abyss. I admit we was brought up on the bottom of this pit, and I swear I see visions of what could have been within. Pay attention when I spit it, cause I spin it to relive. Just a kid, we was young, but that gun ruled our life. Robbed of our soul and stolen of our sight. See, the weight was more important than the foreign things in white. See, we had to feed the family for the porridge every night. So I want to I want to talk about reminisce part one because that's one of my favorite tracks from this and that you, you hit it off you don't really hit hit the listeners with something like hard hitting to start it's more something uh, you know like uh, so much more uh, stripped back melodic um, you know soulful and and I think that just the the production on this one was was just so beautiful and your and your delivery is just such a pat such a passionate delivery so tell, tell me about this song like this is one of the most unique songs i think that you've ever created in my opinion yeah reminisce part one is the only song that hasn't been recorded or written between march and may um i actually wrote it in 2016 and then recorded it in 2017 so i've been sitting on this track a while and there were many other projects i was going to put it on but i just felt like it didn't fit and i started working on this one and then i got the beat for reminisce part two and i just knew that it was going to be perfect for this one um, I equate Reminisce Part 1 with having the gun pointed at you and then Reminisce Part 1 with me pointing the gun. Um, it's just Reminisce Part 1 is, is, is just about it, it's about a friend dying. It's about it's about having him die and having him his legacy being printed on you. And um, it's a super fucking emotional song. Um, I, I didn't know I wanted to start off the album with it. But at the end of the song, the film reel stops, and then in Banish, the stereo gets plugged in. So right. I so I feel like Reminisce Part One and Reminisce Part Two kind of stand on their own, and then Banished mm -hmm. is the true intro to the album. But I don't know that it's a fucking awesome song. It's so good. It's I, I like I was stunned when I was listening to it. I was just like, he's never. That was the song on this project that stood out the most to me. Uh, because it was so different than anything you'd done before, and mm -hmm. I, I really just felt I, I I felt your emotion in that track, uh, and just and so what, what 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 was the concept you were going for? I know it's more or less like you know that we as just as a consumer base, like when artists or really anybody, right? We we don't appreciate people until they're gone, until they die. So and I think that was really like the main point of this album, and also to pay you know to continue to pay homage to the people and the artists in particular that you love while they're here. 
yeah. you know, and also while they're dead too. So just tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the, the concept behind this and, and theme really behind this, this yeah. project. I dropped a song in 2019 off the Mission Hill project called All In My Head. And um, that song touched a little base on um, XX, about Triple X and how he was he he was beating the shit out of his out of his pregnant girlfriend and like people gave a shit about that and people stopped listening to him about that and then he died right and then all of a sudden he's on t-shirts and he's the next he he's a legend and he's the next Tupac and i don't know i just feel like shit like that once you die there's an impossible standard given to you that even dead you cannot reach and, it, and I'm also trying to convey the message that, well, Biggie and Tupac are fucking legends, right? If they didn't die and they were still putting out records today, well, would they have, would we still give a shit about them? Or, or would they drop one bad album like Eminem and then be considered the, the, the cringiest rapper of all time? You know? I do. Would Biggie, no, I would, Bi would Biggie and Tupac be on everybody's top 10 if they were still alive, you know? It begs the question. It really does. I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying there. And I, I think that um, I don't I don't I don't know the answer to that question because it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to know. Yeah, there's, it's hard to know what would have what would have uh, would have been. Obviously, it's more of a rhetorical question. But no, mm -hmm. I, I think that concept, that thought is very profound and unique and um, aware. I think aware of how we as people, how we sort of gravitate towards some of these artists when they are, in fact, gone. There is. Um, there is something to that, I think, uh, to that effect. Uh, yeah, no, dude, this this album, like I said, I I've really just thought you you gave a thoughtful, you know, um, you know, just you, you really brought yourself into this project, but it was also a thoughtful, um, you know, interpretation of a lot of a lot of these themes. And yeah, so I mean, Reminisce one, one of my favorites. Uh, obviously, you had the singles on this project, and and you did a video for the weight. So. Um, talk to me a little bit about the three singles that you had and, and why why those stood out to you uh, to to be singles. I think the weight not only is not only do I bury myself in a in a homage track to Guru, but um, the weight is just the perfect hero song. I mean, you get the pain, you get the lyrics, you get the bars, you get you get the cool ass hook, you get the scratches, um, you get the crazy boom bap beat produced by Loman, who is legendary to work with. Um, the weight, the weight was just a no brainer there. I do think that there are better tracks in this album because that's how you should do it. You should drop a dope ass single, but then like leave the best kept secret for the album, which is mm -hmm. probably love me now. Oh, um, yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, none. I knew I wanted it to be a single because it was inherently different from the weight. I couldn't drop something that was very similar. Mm -hmm. I was super nervous to put it out. Some people told me that, that I shouldn't. Um, but I did it anyway because I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> and then Mind State is a dope ass Boston, like a Boston representative track. And I felt bad because Kemic sent me a verse a while ago and I just kind of wanted to, um, I wanted to make, make good on the promise that it's going to come out soon. But I, but I put it out at the time when I didn't think this album was going to be an album. I was just putting out singles, you know? And then I just kind of woke up and I was just like, fuck it. You know, we got an album. Mind state like a 90s rapper who died. Thug life screaming while my feet are up in the sky. I shoot up to Harlem to hang out with Big L. Only give punishment if you talk with my cap and tail. This ain't New York rap, this boss town. Bunch of clowns trying to set up a circus, get shut down. Word around is the sound be getting better. You heard right, confirm nice lyrics will stick bite like germ lice.
I know you I know you did a lot of production on this project too so uh, talk to me a little bit about like the sound and then obviously just you know you you know making beats and producing for this album like you know what was what was that process like for you yeah so I produced six out of the 15 tracks that's um that's over a third um I don't know if that's an accomplishment or not I'm definitely not um as good as a producer as I am a rapper um I'll make like a thousand beats and I'll find one that's like this one's okay you know it's not mm -hmm. it's not something I'm it's it's two different brain like producing and rapping is like it's like two different sides of the brain and sometimes they don't they don't click um I knew I needed that um that like darkish boom bap shit and every track I produced I think I nailed that no I mean, like I said I think that's a really cool uh, part of this is is you you doing actually some of the production on this so that's that's fantastic too uh tell me some of your favorite tracks man like our moments from creating this pro project you know or whatever is that some some highlights for you in your mind um man i i don't want to sound i don't want to sound cocky but i think i created like 15 tracks that i just all love equally like there there isn't a track where i just Cause like I'll go back to listen to Mission Hill and there'll be like a few tracks where I just skip and it's like every time one of these tracks comes on it's like I I gotta hear it I don't know what I did and I don't know if it's just me but like I feel like I created fifteen different tracks that just all sound awesome. Do they still work, but, um, work together this, too. Yeah, I just I just created a a project and surrounded myself with the people who. Who, who loved making music and, and, and without the help of a lot of the people that I, that I made a thank you post for the other day, it, it just, this project wouldn't happen. And there's, there's a lot of people, including you who helped, who helped this album become an album. I, I'm just, I'm just happy to be a part of the process, man, and that you, you know, consulted me on some of this and no, I, it was, it was really humbling. And, and I'm just happy for you because I think you, I, I agree. I think like, I love the whole thing top to bottom. I really did like, Banished, dude. That has it has. Ugh, that 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 beat is awesome, uh, dude. Banished, banished has like that that oh uh, like, and that fucking M dot line in it. Oh yeah. Confident and cocky, ego is the enemy. M's with dots at the end be the remedy. Dude, yeah. Oh, M dot's one of my favorite favorite uh, people in in the uh, the business, man. He's great. So he no that dude, he's awesome. He is great. Yeah. No, and you had a, a slew of even guest features on this. I mean, Amir Max, as you mentioned, you were on his show the other night. I mean, he's on this. Uh, he's on this project. Kemic, I mean, that's a an artist that we've really been enjoying for quite a while now. I think you, we've actually were the one that put us on to uh, Kemic. Um, and then who was on yes, Banished? I, I, um, was it Atai? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't even. I don't even know who that is. Um, he's a he's a vocalist from Drake at Mass. Oh wow! So like North North ish yeah. Lowell area yeah. and um. You know, he's um I, I had him on a show in um in September and um he's just he's just awesome. I sent him this verse. I didn't send him the verse, I sent him this song and it didn't have a hook and I thought that I might want scratches on it for the hook, but I was like, eh, all these other songs have scratches on it, so I'll send it to this kid and see what he can do and um he sent he sent back I had no I had no expectations, but he sent back something fucking awesome. Oh yeah, no. This I think that song is a highlight for me. That came together like those two fronted like back to back. It I think it just it gets you so deep in your emotions in that with that reminisce one, and then banish just and then just goes in a completely different different direction and like just knocks your doors off, man. Yo, I've been fucking banished. It's outlandish how I'm handling this. I mean shit, no breaks when I'm taking a piss. I could paint a fucking picture where I stand here and spit. Keep it scandalous like Missy did, or maybe Prince when he dipped in his red Corvette. Have I peaked? Not yet. Still gotta seek those checks. Take a seat. Rethink how I be the 
obviously uh, you had Paranoia on here, and uh, Zorg of uh, Zorg of Eleven for uh, Amends, which another great song. Tell me a little bit about that one, because I and how that one got, uh, came to be. Uh, Nick Lovin hated uh, editing the audio graphic for that song because it was six minutes long. <laughs> He was he was like, yo, what's up with that? What's up with this six minute? What's up with this six minutes of nonsense? I had to edit. Um, <laughs> but um, making that song. Well, Chuck Kennedy sent me the beat and I, I wanted a bunch of different people on it. But Zorg sent me a verse in like um, he sent me a verse in like May and then Paranoa sent me a verse. He said he wrote it in like June, but I hit him up in September and it was like, yo, this album's happening. Like, I need the verse like now, 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 now. And he sent it back, and it was just fucking. It's awesome. It's it's one of the most one of the most raw, nastiest songs I've ever been a part of. It's just it's just a bunch of dirty ass bars. That's all. Yeah, this 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 project's filled with that. Plenty of plenty of bars. Plenty of just quality flows and and punchlines. Man, you like I said, yeah, you killed this whole thing. But uh, my and then all of a sudden, then of course uh, the Amir Max track, Taking Names. That was like a very haunting, chilling beat. Like I liked that, and and I think the contrast of the way what you did with the with the uh, production and what Amir did I thought was awesome his verse freaking he killed that shit too he really yeah. did no he did I'm just I'm so blessed that everybody who I wanted to get on the project got on it you know absolutely absolutely and I got to say so I've saved this for a little while my favorite song you you did you did allude to this a little earlier when I heard love me now the first time I heard that song I was like yo this is the one like i was like this is the one for a lot of reasons i think for me personally that's like you know that em embodies like really everything that i love about a hip-hop track you know it's got a, it's an awesome vocal sample it's got you know awesome bars and flows from you it's got still like a boom bap vibe to it but still has a modern modern-ish sound to it but then also still has you know a very like um, nostalgic sound to it at the same time and then uh becca baby i, I don't even know who she is either but her hook is awesome i love at the end when she's like ah now nah, well, we're gonna take it back one more time <laughs> does, yeah. the, does the hook again oh so love it dude so that um so she sent me this hook um her her actual she sent me 90 files from her engineer so i had 90 vocal takes to work with and every single one except for the last one she sent me which Every single one except for vocal sample 90, which was, I guess, the perfect one, which I didn't use, um, was um, every single one said, like, one more time or try again or whatever. So I just – I felt like I had to put that in there because I was hearing it so fucking much. But, um, yeah, I mixed and mastered everything off this project, and um, it really gave me the freedom to figure out what I wanted to do. And and when she – and when she, when she says one more time and it slams back in, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Yeah, let's. So that that's that's the track I think we're gonna do the uh, the song breakdown for because this one is like I said my favorite. I think you you agree that it's 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 the hidden gem of this of this song. I think excuse me of this album. And uh, before we get into it, no man, I just want again congratulate you because on not only a fantastic body of work but just yeah just you even saying you mix and master the whole thing like that's just it's just such a a, a testament to you and your artistry and, and craft and, and how far you've come. So this yeah. album's incredible people make sure you check it out but uh yeah we'll definitely get through to the uh to love me now i can't can't wait to dive into these lyrics man so so it starts off with four cuts um you know i slaughter him for days from boston to brockton our box competition you know i slaughter him for days since biggie and Pac died the game has been fucked um 
so I have, you know, I slaughter him for days. That's from bars over bars off the maximum carnage project from Boston to Brockton at boss competition. That's from Dodge. This from mission Hill. And then the only cut on this wreck on this whole album from a different song off this album is on this song. And it's, it's since Biggie and Pac died, the game has been fucked. And that's from the Amir Max song. The one taking names with Amir Max. I don't really think of the significance of these cuts as important. I just thought that the lyrics sort of match the tone of the song, that aggressive, you know, shit. If they don't love me now, then they never will. Only looking down from the clouds like I'm Emmett Till. I don't frown because the sound been better still. Pounce on the homie, you can drown on a bigger pill. If they don't love me now, they never will. That's the essence of the song where if, if, if you don't love me now, you probably never will. If you don't like the music I make, you're not going to like the music I make later. Um, but the only way they will love me is if I'm looking down on them like I'm dead in heaven, like Emmett Till. And Emmett Till, unfortunately, was a black man in the 20s who, um, who was hung for making, a, for making a pass at a white woman, allegedly. Um, I don't frown because the sound been better still. Pounce on the homie, you can drown on a bigger pill. So I'm not sad because I know that my, I, I'm not sad that you don't like me because I know that my music is still fucking good. Um, and if you try to run up on me, then you can like, there'll always be a bigger pill. So I'll fucking, I'll get you <laughs> getting some bills, but I don't like it. I love it. You think 50 spent 50 grand and thought nothing of it. Of course he did said he didn't. That's the product of bluffing. I don't play with my money. That's the top of discussion. So the 50 spent 50 grand that's from fucking, uh, it's from hum hustlers ambition. When he's like, it feels good to spend 50 grand and think nothing of it. Where it's like, of course you thought about spending 50 grand, bro. That's a lot of money. Um, and I just don't play with my money. I'm so fucking cheap. Like, for me, spending a dollar is like spending... Like, spending $100 is like spending a dollar. I just don't like spending any money, period. Um, man, I'm rough in the box. I ain't talking about fucking. You supposed to end up in the box when you coming from nothing. Not me. Turn nothing to something, and that's something. If you schemers want beef, better ready your stomach. You you supposed to end up in the box when you coming from nothing. When when you grow up in a society that's that's poor and 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 there's just poverty and drugs and violence everywhere. You're supposed to end up in prison. You're not supposed to make good music or or be happy with your life, but I really, truly think that I made something out of nothing, you know? Um, and then the next four bars, so far above it like Wheezy, I'm superhuman. You don't need to be stupid to know that it'd be exclusive. It's not. What I need is the music to keep me moving. Ice cold with the flow. It's why I rap like a Bruin. So uh, Lil Wayne has an album called Superhuman. So, so far above it like Wheezy, I'm superhuman. And then Ice cold like a flow. Why I rap like a Bruin. Becca Baby's hook, I can't sing, so I'm just gonna pretend like she rapped it. Um, at the time, I only sent her my first verse. So, but I think she did a perfect job of sort of listing everything I talk about in it. The sort of looking down on them and if you don't love me now and and sort of coming up from nothing. I beat these odds for real, you know. Um, so for the second verse, 
Don't make me have to say it again. We ain't friends, not partners. We ain't riding to death. You hot in your flesh. That's why I ride with a tech. You see this life that I'm living be a challenge at best. Um. So I sort of I sort of grew up in a place where like even even your friends can um can take from you. Even your friend, even people you think are your friends can cannot be your friends and, and can really turn into your worst enemies, not only because of money, but just because, you know, we it, it's it's about being from a place where where death is truly around every block, you know, and um, having to ride around and and, and, and walk around with, with a gun is definitely a scary feeling. But sometimes you you need that layer of protection, you know, um. A test using true morals, the technique is a mortal border on the line of just being normal. I had to portal to the upper levels, top of the building. It wasn't easy, never is being greasy. I was afraid for a reason. It's this whole four bars is just another way of me saying, making something out of nothing. Um, These kids pack pistols, point them at their providers. Call them O'Driscolls, light the cabin on fire on the wire way. I walk around eggshells, I expel any fucking rapper trying to say that I can't spell. So not only am I walking on a tightrope, but I'm walking around eggshells. So the so the way to play it safe in in Roxbury is really to just you you got to walk around eggshells on a tightrope. It's just anything anything can anything can stop you from living. Um, last line. If they don't love me now, will they ever like a piston? Blast it off and come sending. Never hesitating to spit in a different letter. But I'll pass it off to Detroit Becca. She said it better. So we do the hook. And then it cuts out. And then it's like one more, one more time. time. And then it slams back in. the mc people the eighth letter it's out now on all streaming services we're going to link it in the description of this podcast make sure you check that out run the numbers up follow him on instagram follow bars over bars support this man and uh yeah here are the mc everybody thank you so much for being here hero really appreciate it once again and uh congratulations on the project without further ado i'm mike this is hero the mc with the turntable teachers and class is dismissed